0: Has there ever been a day in football where that many legends have just hung up hung up their uh their coaching hats?
1: I honestly couldn't think of it of, of a moment. I mean, you're thinking about what? It was it was a 16 year, 17 years for Saban at Bama. It was 24 years 24 for years for Belichick and 14 years for Pete Carroll in Seattle. Yeah,
0: plus plus his days at USC.
1: Yeah. So like the the Saban one's the one that truly shocked me.
0: And it didn't shock me. You know why? And, and I just go back to, to him this season, the way he acted around the players and the press conferences and even his post-game press conference after they lost the game. Mm-hmm. He, he just seemed like he was just, he knew
1: mm-hmm. and he was
0: enjoying the ride.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I, I hadn't, he wasn't himself this year. He was, he wasn't, he wasn't like the crazy Nick Saban that wants to the go The antagonist out, go, with was, the media. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That makes sense. Um, I mean, it, it's it's weird anytime you say that a 72 year old man's retirement is shocking in any way, but I I just think it's interesting when you get to I this idea of Belichick and Saban as the 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 coaching goats, and I'll be honest with you, I have no problem calling Nick Saban the greatest college football coach ever, and a lot of it is just the unrelenting nature of how good he was, like. You can look at his record and kind of pick it apart at Michigan State. It took them a minute to kind of get where he kind of capped them at. Yeah. It's not really on him. It's it's the program he took over. But LSU, winning a national championship at LSU um, and then going to Bama and doing what he did, Belichick's the one that I actually have a bigger issue calling him the GOAT. Show your work. Um, he didn't do anything without Tom Brady. And I think you factor in, because people... It's that six rings conversation, and I would say, like, if you go rings per season, other coaches, uh, other coaches, coaches haven't beat, uh, like, namely Bill Walsh. So, like, Bill Belichick is a truly great, all-time great head coach. But I think if we're going to go to the goat route, I mean, you almost have to have a flawless resume. And unfortunately, with Bill, he coached enough before Brady and enough after Brady. That I just, it's not as if that they were complete paupers all the last four or five years without Brady. It's just, man, that was, they they just never really got it even close to being in and out every single year, a playoff team.
0: So you think Bill Walsh is better?
1: I think it's a conversation. It's less that I don't definitively know Bill isn't the GOAT. I just think it's a real conversation. I don't, I don't know. It's much of a conversation in college even though I still think recency bias might be playing into that.
0: The hardest part for Bill was not just the Brady factor, but it was also the fact that when you coach for 24 years, the turnover in your staff, mm-hmm. like being a head coach is, yeah, that's that's huge. He's created that culture. But like when you lose your OC and you shouldn't have to have like a DC become your OC because you're just trying to like shuffle the cards to get by. I mean, that's, that's difficult. And when you have a quarterback for twenty years, or however long? long Tom was there. He was there since two thousand. So mm-hmm. do the math. Over twenty years, carried uh, the two, carried the two. It's tough. To, it's tough, and you're and you're always winning. You're ne- you're never having a high draft pick, so you're never really looking for that next quarterback.
1: So John McClain, not from Die Hard, but from the Houston Chronicle, legendary NFL beat reporter, Houston beat reporter, was on with uh, with Kenan Anthony this morning. And he delved into what, which accomplishments, which set of accomplishments, Sabans or Belichick's, he thinks is uh, are are more impressive.
2: Saban had to change quarterbacks every three or four years. Belichick had a great record with Brady, a terrible record without Brady. So I would have to say Nick Saban, who began his career with Oilers in eighty eight, and eighty nine, before he went to Toledo for one year, and then came to Cleveland. But uh, I think when you're having to change your players all the time, including your quarterback, what Saban accomplished is more impressive.
1: So I think that is like I, I will I will say I think you I underestimate. Don't think it's
0: fair to compare college to pro.
1: Um, I do, but I, but I think there's something he's missing because you said it like the part of this conversation is almost every three years, Bill had to completely reset his coaching staff.
0: And I mean, there, I know it's kind no, of, and also, I mean, Saban's kind of had to do that too, to some degree.
1: Yeah. Well, but my, my point is it, Tom Brady was the one constant with Belichick, but you know, Randy Moss was a couple year run. Um, Edelman was a piece of that run. Wes Welker was a piece of that run. Brewski, Lawyer Malloy, Willie McGinnis, the first seven or eight years. Like that's re- if you if you dissect Grable. <laughs> if you dissect the, the Patriots run with Belichick and Brady, because you can't divorce those two. If you, yes, there was there was continuity of the quarterback, which is the most important thing to a head coach having a franchise quarterback for the full run. And even before Brady took over, he had Drew Bledsoe who when he took over, Drew was still seen as one of the 5'10 best quarterbacks in the NFL at the time. So he always had a franchise quarterback until Tom left. I digress. You look at that Patriots team, there are three different Patriots teams. There's the first team that won the first three Super Bowls that really culminated with the 2000 was it 2007 season where they went undefeated and then lost in the lost Super Bowl. to the Giants. Then there's the next run where Bill really struggled when Scott Pioli left for Kansas City. Where they didn't win a Super Bowl for seven or eight years, somewhere in there, uh, but but and then they had the one year without Brady where they went ten and six and I think missed the playoffs, and then they had another year where they missed the playoffs, but it, they were still like a nine and seven or eight and eight team like that, and then the third run was the last three championships with Tom, and was it four Super Bowls in six years? Those are three distinctly different teams. Building one dynasty is tough enough there are two of those three teams, I'm sorry, two of those three eras within that 20-year run with Brady and Belichick, two of them are dynasties. I I think that is, I mean, I just, in, in the NFL where you still have only 31 other competitors, but the parity in the NFL, I think is just impossible to beat. I still, by the way, I still think it's Nick Saban. But I just, in terms of putting the, 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 Proper perspective on Belichick. If you just say, well, he had Brady for 20 years and that makes it easier, I got to tell you. uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mike McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers for a decade. He won one title. And they had probably two different teams within that run as well. So I don't think it's just as simple as, well, you have a franchise quarterback for 20 years. That's the... Nah, there's a lot that goes into it. But for me, the reason why it's Saban is... I know that the NFL has evolved significantly in the time that Belichick has been in New England. It's not even close to the way college football has evolved in the last 17 years. Like you could almost put from going from the BCS to the playoffs, going from um, you know, grad transfers being allowed in to the transfer portal being brought into NIL. Like there's legitimate College football really didn't evolve for about sixty years, <laughs> and then it evolved about four eras within that within the time that that yeah. Saban was at Bama, and then you add to it reloading your roster every year, and then you add to it the rise of the Georgia Bulldogs, and then you rise, you know, then you add to it um, an era that nobody ever really saw coming with NIL and the portal. And here's here's to me where it's more impressive than what Belichick does. They're both wild wildly impressive, by the way. This is this is comparing um, the creme de la creme versus the creme de la creme. Here's the kicker to me: there was ne- the the weak point for Nick Saban was you just didn't make the playoffs. That that's the that's as bad as it got. Was you just weren't one of the four best teams? They were still one of the ten best or six best teams in college football. I mean, every year that he yeah, was but, there. Uh,
0: just, to, but to to kind of argue your point about having the the great quarterback, like you made the point that Rodgers was there for over a decade and they won one. Okay, um, you know Big Ben was there. I know obviously he was there with two coaches with Cowher and then Tomlin, but Tomlin had Big Ben for fifteen years mm-hmm. and they won one. Mm-hmm. Right, Drew Brees won one. Uh, Peyton Manning's all. I mean, he he won actually won two with two different teams, which is pretty remarkable. But he was in Indy for, God, what, 14 years or whatever mm-hmm. it was? 1-1. One, one. You know, it's, so that's difficult. With, with college and you're at Alabama, dude, you get the
1: best players every year. That is 100% fair. He also won it with about four different kinds of quarterbacks. And, and, and not just four different kinds, like styles. I'm saying, like, levels, like, yeah, he won one yeah, with Jake Coker, and he won one with, with Tua.
0: Yeah, but the, the one th- the one thing about Belichick, you know, remember, he he's a defensive backs coach by trade. He's a defensive guy, very similar to Belichick. And, like, Alabama, when I think about Alabama, I think about, like, I don't think about, like, the quarterbacks, even though you've got some, some really good ones now. But, like, back in a – he won with, you know, like, really good de- – like, their de- defensive players were insane. Their running backs were insane. They always had the top offensive linemen, the top defensive lineman, and I just think it's easier in college to win when you've the the, the parity in college is not what it is in the
1: NFL. I think that's fair, I, but I also think I think it's harder to be at that level as long as Saban was. I mean, they're both impossible. Like it's tough to be a dynasty across twenty years. But like even in college football, like Saban's the anomaly. Like the next guys under Saban were Dabo with with multiple championships. Were, were Kirby Smart, but by and large, it was always Saban. And then you know, I mean, yes, Urban was there, but Urban won one. Well, yes, you know, Dabo was as close to as you could do, but like Dabo also still lost as much as he won when it came to the playoffs and when it came to going motto a mano for, for for Saban.
0: Yeah, dude, Alabama... Every year Alabama played, like, one tough regular season game.
1: Period. Um, Yeah, but once you got... No, because it's the SEC. Yeah, but they're favored by 14 points in the SEC every week. But I think that's more about the dominance. I mean, when you're going up against... Uh, a, yeah,
0: dominance, talent.
1: Uh, of a top you, 10... Because you can recruit. Well, but you're a top 10... You're going up against a top 10 program in your own conference who has... NFL players across the dial whether it's Ole Miss or at points AM or LSU or obviously Georgia's the big one when you're able to go in there and still yeah, be a it, 10 it, point it, it, favorite
0: and Alabama had all the first round picks and these other teams had these second tier guys that couldn't get into
3: Bama yeah but does it make any difference to you that yes you have the talent they're five star four star whatever I mean if you pay attention to the ratings I guess but you have to develop those guys. Like, yeah. at the NFL level, they're already partially developed, and you have to develop them even more. It's not like they're ready to go, ready-made no, as rookies. I think you did a great job of that. But, like, you develop guys. I mean, we just seen teams all around the country with three- and four-star guys, and that's what matters, development. But if you can recruit the stars and still develop them, like, I think that matters.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like we always do the Belichick as a GM thing. We can, that is the weak spot of his resume, is his him being in charge of, of – um you know, scouting and in, in the roster, and that's where he betrayed Belichick, the head coach. Sabin, the GM, I mean, always had a team. And and you are right to say, well, that's recruiting versus drafting and developing. But in the same way, Alabama's choosing those players. And you're choosing them against Ohio State, and you're choosing them, and you're consistently winning those battles. And I just It is Again, it is less that either one of these dudes' resume is for a pauper. Like, both are as good as you can say. But I think when it comes to what is which was more beyond reproach, it is Saban for me. It is, I mean, it is in an era of super teams, in an era of teams that could be dynastic, you had the dynasty every single year or something close to it.
0: Yeah, and and Saban also learned a lot from Belichick.
1: That is that like the if, if your dad was a good coach and then you're a good coach, you don't give as much credit because your dad was a good coach first? I think there's something to it. 216 474 0092. Belichick or Sabin? Uh both goats. One is retiring, the other is uh moving on, maybe the greener pastures. Which achievement is more difficult? What Saban did at Alabama or what Belichick did in New England? We do have an interesting report coming out of Pittsburgh. I don't know if we can trust this source, but we're having the conversation about Bill Belichick's accomplishments in New England. And, and honestly, like to me, I just I don't just focus in on the Brady era. And I think, you know, I can't discount. In the same way you can pick apart Saban's two years in the NFL and say that should ding his resume. Um I think I look at what happened in Cleveland, one winning season in five years, and you know, our one playoff season in in five years, and what he's done since Tom Brady left New England, and it does just a little bit complicate Belichick's legacy when comparing it to Nick Saban and winning two national titles in two different spots, and really at Alabama, in the most hectic period of change in college football history being able to be consistently in the playoffs and winning six national titles at Bama. That all this being said, they're wildly close. Two one six, four seven four, double oh nine two. Saban or Belichick, which achievement which which achievements were more difficult. Joe, welcome to the show, Joe. Yeah, how are you doing? Very yeah, good I,
2: would, I have to say Belichick dealing with uh the salary cap and free agency other than the stalwart Brady being there, if you look at the first two Super Bowls, you'd have to give those to Belichick with the young Brady and experience with his coaching and with the defense and things like that. And over those years, players come and go, more money, the salary cap. You have to deal with all that and to do that over a span of 20 years um, and to be at that high level, 8 out of 10 uh Playoff uh, AFC championships games, and I, I think I'd have to give it to Belichick.
1: So, can I ask you real quick? Yeah. He had one playoff appearance and was eight games below 500 in Cleveland since yes. Tom Brady left. He's had one playoff, exp- uh, one playoff season out of four. Uh, sorry, two out of four. But he hasn't won a playoff game, and I think his record is either at 500 or just below 500.
2: Oh no, I, I'm not. Believe me, as Brady got into it, four, five, six, seven years into it, I I think it was just work on the defense and put whatever player you wanted in there, and Brady would make them better. But the first two Super Bowls, um, if you look at Brady in those Super Bowls, it wasn't him that won it. It was defense, and it was other things. Um, As Brady grew, of course, he becomes Brady. But I think then you throw in other teams vying for your players, and he has to replace them, and he still holds that consistency. At that level, uh, playing against the greatest college players coming out of college, I I just have to give it to Belichick.
1: Joe, Um, appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Joe, give us a call there. You guys can pitch in as well. And by the way, I actually spotted Belichick an extra playoff appearance. I gave him 2019. That was actually the year where they got kicked out of the playoffs early, and that led to Tom Brady's exit. So Belichick only had four years post-Brady in New England, one winning season, and I think, trying to do the math here, I think three losing seasons or two losing seasons and then just one non-playoff season. I just... How much does the Saban NFL thing matter to you? Because honestly, it's 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 not that I forget. I think people have people have exaggerated how bad things went in the NFL. It really it was two years. He actually had a decent first year, and then the second year things fell apart. Yeah, it's such a small sample size. Whereas, like Saban or with like Belichick, I got nine years, nine non Tom Brady years you know, before and after that I can kind of compare it to By the way, did you see this tweet from Philip Pony. I did. You want to tell the people about it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's any validity to it, but uh he says Is this Pony. Well he 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 tags another host at, at KDKA which is isn't that the news station there? Yeah. Um Marty Griffin he says sources tell me tell him that Stillers Stillers bills why'd I say Stillers? St- Stillers. Steelers bills could potentially get moved to Cleveland if if lake effect weather and state of emergency is declared in Western New York on Sunday. He said that they've told Browns officials to to be ready. I again, I don't know how they'd be able to do that, but that'd be fascinating.
3: Could we brown out? That's what I was going to say. If you had enough time and enough heads up, would you start? If it Browns fans, your game's over. If you won, you start buying up some tickets, cheap tickets, and trying to go and and root against the Steelers and make it a home field advantage for the Buffalo. One hundred percent.
1: Yeah, 100%. I Like, not just that, like it has been, I mean, I guess the Panthers don't really count because I was there for four years. I'm trying to think of like a, a time where I've gone. I mean, I went to a Chiefs-Falcons game eight years ago. And I think that's the last non-Browns, or like not last non-game that I was in the town of, like either Panthers or Bills or Panthers or Browns that I paid to go to. I, w- I don't give a damn about the weather. I don't give a damn about how cold it would be if I could go to Cleveland Brown Stadium and root against the Steelers, which would mean rooting for a team you might have to play in round two, depending if Miami wins or not. Because remember, they reseed after this round, and if a team that is a lesser seed than you wins this weekend, then you don't go to Baltimore. You go to the next best team. Uh, unless both teams below you win, and then you go to uh, Kansas City. Assuming Kansas, well, no, no, then no, then you would host one, right? Good God! Yeah, I mean,
3: they don't, they don't really reseed. They just the lower seed just plays the, the higher seed. Correct? So that, isn't that reseeding? No, not really. I mean, it's just the lower seed won. You're a lower seed. That being said, how much time would they even need to
0: get this thing
1: like ready? I mean, isn't it already? Don't, don't they kind of have to get it ready just in case the Browns have to play there next week?
0: Yeah, the odds are the Browns will probably not play there next week, but either way, yeah. I mean they'd have to get the stadium employees ready to go. I mean, that that seems like a lot.
1: This is the last time this is this is the first time rather I've mm-hmm. rooted for a state of emergency in another another uh municipality than this time upstate New York like Remember
0: that, was this like 2 years ago or was it last year when the Browns played the Bills in Detroit, right? Mhm.
1: Oh, yeah. How
0: much time and- how much notice did they give them?
1: Um, it had to be I mean, wasn't it 72 you know what? hours. Cause I'm, I remember th- that number sticks in my head. Cause they had to, like three days out. They had to, to official, officialize.
0: Oficialize. You had some sort of hot take on that. It, it was pretty ridiculous. Do you remember that? I
1: thought it was a great take. I thought it was one. Yeah, do you remember uh, his take on whatever, that? Whatever the take was, it was clearly not hot. It was well. It was like, it was like P H A T. It was fat. It was a hot take like that. Like hot.
0: It was like, didn't Browns fans like drive
1: out there like on Thursday and get stuck? I can't well because I'm conflating the Browns going having to play in Detroit and the Bills having to also play elsewhere that same year. Like I, I don't, I can't like reconcile the two in my head.
3: So it was a Sunday game. They announced that on a Thursday that they would be playing in Detroit. Yeah,
1: and I think my twenty twenty two my my take was it was awesome.
0: So right now they're they're calling for five inch three to five inches of snow with snow squalls and 41-mile-an-hour winds.
1: That's not really bad for Buffalo. Well, that's, that's early, like a, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, I that, mean, you don't. You never know what lake effect's going to be. Yeah, that's fair. You, Dude, you I, lived, I lived there for, for two and a half years. Trust me. I mean, you could go a mile down the road from Orchard Park down to, like, up near the mall, and you could have a foot in one area in, like, nothing a mile away. It's
1: insane. 216-474-0092. There's a report out of Pittsburgh that... If, uh, if the Steelers-Bills game uh, is impacted by a state of emergency in Western New York on Sunday, it could get moved to Brown Stadium and that Brown Stadium officials have been told to be ready. Would you buy tickets to go to a non-Browns playoff game at Brown Stadium? Honestly, I, one, I, I probably it would be cool just to see any playoff game at Brown Stadium, even if it didn't involve the Steelers. But the idea that you could go and just boo the living crap out of the Steelers in Brown Stadium and, oh, man, I got to tell you. And how,
0: if the Browns, like I said, the Browns got the dub on Saturday afternoon and you had time to, again, I don't know, so many hypotheticals here. How much fun would it be to just to go there and just root the And, and by the way, the Steelers bring get their ass kicked.
1: I don't, I don't. So I don't think they're going to officially get their ass kicked. I actually give them a, a decent chance, like to hang. Yeah, ten points is a lot for a playoff game, and that, and again, you've said it before that that means Vegas is pretty confident in this because Pittsburgh has
0: an anemic offense. I mean, hadn't been too anemic under Mason Rudolph.
1: If we're if we're gonna give Joe Flacco credit for the the run here, and, and they've scored more than Pittsburgh has, but I mean, they figured out Najee Harris, like they're they're finally running run sets that fit him, and he's running all over every defense in the NFL. Would you go to a uh, Steelers-Bills playoff game just to root against those bastards from Pittsburgh? Oh, my God. I, I, I almost need this. I mean, stay safe, Western New York, but I almost need this.